This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> I never fucked up the intro. Oh man, I felt like that was so good. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you gotta repeat something, it never comes out yeah, the same, never, bro. Never. Just, just, so, just so that people know I'm here without having to read the credits. Like, if you introduce people, bro, like, introduce me too, man. Like, I was gonna get to that. Uh, no, I was. Right into, I literally always give you a shout out. The difference like, is I, you're I mixed. The first no, you're mixed. Like, you're not light skin. You're mixed. It's a difference. I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. All the way I was gonna say, you, you wanna say that to your mom? Your mom's very nice to me. I'm gonna tell her you said that. Yeah. Figure that out. Yes, yes, we black. See what I'm saying? I'm about to say we can have a whole segment on that if you want to. I got a degree in that too, so y'all want to have that conversation. I want to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Real World, and I got three of my nearest and dearest friends in the building. I got my main man Darren. Yo. I have my homegirl, Dr. Angel. What's up? I have Jive Shot on the mic, who's going to kill me if I don't introduce him correctly. Yeah, that's right. The silky smooth voice. Let's go. That's my mans. Uh, so, uh, for the first segment, I wanted us to touch on something that's pretty uh, interesting and trending on all of the social media platforms. Uh, DJ Envy and his wife are on a book tour. She recently said in an interview that she hasn't had an orgasm or didn't for 10 years because of whatever reasoning um as all grown adults i wanted to honestly have an honest and open conversation about it everybody has a think piece so i decided you know get an expert into the room have a conversation with me and my homie so we can figure this out as men frankly how we can go through life and not have a situation like that happen to us so uh dr angel i will put that first to you how does a situation like that happen um you being both a woman and a therapist Okay, um, so first I just want to qualify just a little bit. Um, I am in the process of becoming a certified sex therapist. It should happen in the next two months, so I'm really excited about this. So when I start spitting stuff, it, it's facts. It's coming from research. This is not my personal opinion. This is what's really going on out there. Um, so that situation is so common. It's I think most women laughed. We were like, yeah. Like, probably still are faking it, have always faked it, and probably about 50% of women have never had an orgasm by a man. Toys and self is a little different, but um, it happens. It happens a lot more than people think. Now, the issue is why does it happen? And that's a whole lot of different reasons. One is women don't know themselves as well as they should. A lot of them don't know what it takes to get them there by themselves. So they can't tell a man how to get them there because they have no idea. When we watch porn and all these movies and books, we think it's supposed to happen ASAP. We think as soon as the dick hits the pussy, it's supposed to explode and we're supposed to be squirting and everybody is happy. That is the biggest lie in the world. Well, is that because that's certainly for like a male-driven audience, if we're being real? Like, everything that we see from a sexual perspective generally has to do with like 
the pleasure yeah, of a that man plays and into not necessarily it. But like a woman. that's the whole point is that th- what women see it, we think there's something wrong with us if that's not happening. Because we don't have anything from a woman's point of view. Everything we see is about the man and what sex is to him. And even when we decide that sex is over, how do we decide that sex is over? A man comes, regardless of what we do. So right? one, like, and I don't mean to stop you, and I'm a, I promise I'm gonna let you rock. I'm pretty sure I can't let my mom listen to this. Like as a doctor, like I love that you were being as open and honest as you are, but I will say like, yeah, PC and clean it up just a little bit okay. for me. Thank you. Um, Even though you. I curse a lot. Like, I was going to say, I love your mom dearly. Yeah. And I'm sure if she does hear this, I'll get the phone call. It's okay. I love you. You can call me. Um, <laughs> but when we're talking about it, that is what it is, right? So when women see these movies, when they hear men, when they read these books, this is the expectation. So when women don't do that or don't have that, they're now thinking something is wrong with them. So now we come, we come to that embarrassment, that shame, that what is wrong with me. So most women put it on themselves and say, there's something wrong with me because this is what's supposed to happen. So they're not saying anything because their thought is there's something wrong with me. Then we get into the aspect of nobody wants to be embarrassed. So if you're with your man, your husband, whoever, and you sit there and say, hey, I did not have an orgasm. I didn't do this. This didn't happen. Most women are thinking he's going to respond with something negative. So is that still a thing? And again, yes. correct me. Like, I could understand that if that's a thing when we're 18, 19, 20 years old. I turned 41 in February. If my significant other told me that that was something that she wasn't experiencing, it's not going to be like, yo, that's your fault. That's on you. I'm going to now ask, like, okay, so how do we fix this? Like, yeah, and you, and, absolutely. And also... I think DJ Envy did say that when they first started dating, he he was around 16. So I guess he said he didn't really know. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah. none of us know what we're doing. So he said they both now. were young. So I guess that's where it started. And then it went to, you know, the 10 so years. So at least for them, like, there's a bunch of reasons that we can give them, like, give him an out for. Right. Like, when you're each other's first, you don't necessarily know what you don't know. All of those things are viable. But, like, the problem is that it happens way too common in just general relationships with people who have had, different, like, sex with multiple partners. Like, you know what you like and what you don't like. And, unfortunately, a lot of times it seems like women are the ones that are left practically hanging. Like, y'all don't get y'all's the same way that men get this. And so, like, why is that? And, like, again, like, if I take that responsibility as a man, I could say certain things that, like, A, either get me a lot of, like, you know, likes and comments because I'm going to say some real shit. Or... I'd rather like have my mother listen to this and just be like, look, you got to pay attention to different things. And there's different signs and different ways you can tell if somebody's interested. But for whatever reason, as men, we tend to not care as a whole. Yep. Some of us do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, But you got to remember, these are women and a lot. I mean, if you have that relationship, that's great for me to be able to say to him, this didn't happen or this didn't work. It's a different type of relationship. But a lot of what we can't even walk outside without a man criticizing what we're wearing, what our hair looks like, what our makeup looks like. So you really think they feel comfortable talking about what you didn't do and didn't did do in bed? To be fair, don't women do the same thing to women? Absolutely. Like, and I know a lot of like, and I'm, I'm not putting this all on women. I think that it's a, a shared responsibility because of like the way that patriarchy works and certainly how we push off like a male driven narrative. I am 100% willing to accept that as like standard. But a lot of times, like, the same way that I can talk to my homeboy about, like, yo, like, I had sex with X-girl, we did X, Y, and Z. And it's like, all right, cool. 
or I was doing this. All right, cool. Do women have these same kind of Absolute, conversations? All the time. So and how does this always, stuff improve? I faked it. I had to hurry up. He was getting on my nerve. Like those are the we have these conversations with ourselves. That's why I said when she had this conversation, women were like, "Yeah, we know. It's all of us. These are the conversations we have with each other." And you do have the conversation where there's, you know, out of five of us, there's one that's always like, y'all tripping. I would never fake it. Why won't you say this? It's a lot of things that go into that. When you're dealing with a man with an ego, like I said, if a woman says something as simple as, um, I didn't like the dinner, or I didn't like this, and his response is, well, I paid for the rent. I paid for this. I did that. Can you imagine what's going to be said if she says, you didn't get me off? We deal with so much other stuff when we criticize or complain or we talk about that the one area we most women don't want to go to is the bedroom. Because you got on me about me asking you to change your shoes because we're going to a nicer place and you ran down a list of stuff that you did for me? Well, first of would all, I wouldn't say that because my shoes is always fly. But I hear you. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, like, right? Like, so how do we move on so that we can it's allow people to be... all about communication. And that's the next point that I'm At making. At the end of the day, therapy, whether it's sex therapy, individual, family, couple, the bottom line is communication. But what does that actually mean? So like, what is sex therapy? No, no, no. Break it down for like people that don't know. I've never been to a sex therapist, so, right? So what does that actually mean? Are we talking like we're diagnosing like mental disorders? Everything. Like blocks that you might have relationships that you've had with your parent maybe you like you're like freud and you're like yo like you had a thing for your mother so the girl that you're with needs to be something like your mother i don't know any of this stuff it's all of Keep the above me. it's honestly all of the above um i deal with a lot of the my uh clients right now are women who are divorced going through a divorce or leaving a long-term relationship and they're really trying to find themselves because they have been with that man since they were 15 or 20 and they never experience sex the way they think they should or that they think something is wrong with them. I've had women come to me that says, I've been married for 30 years, but I think I'm gay because I've never had an orgasm. And it's like, wow, we really don't talk about this in the space that we should. So it's all about communication. Everything from the Freudian slips of, you know, everything is about sex to nothing is about sex to being asexual to being um, afraid of sex to having sexual abuse. Everything is put on the table. The thing is you have to allow it to be put on the table and you can't get defensive. So when I do sex therapy with couples, it is one person has to be quiet while one person puts their stuff on the table. Then the next person has to be quiet while that other person puts their stuff on the table. And you just have to listen because a lot of times it's not criticism. It's comfort. It's what I like. A lot of times, and I hate to say this, I'm so sorry, men do not listen to women in the bedroom. And this is everything from listening to what our bodies are doing to what we are actually saying. I love y'all, but how many times has she said, don't move, and you moved? Yeah, well, we say that all of the time, and y'all move too. Yeah, but y'all still... You're right. <laughs> like, let's not put that on just like... Right, but the difference is we, our bodies are different. So let me get into a little a little education here. Usually yeah, give with me the, men... Like, yeah, I was going to say, okay, like, so give me the nerve-ending numbers. Like, with let's... men, when we are talking about sexual arousal, it takes about five to eight minutes to get them fully ready. Like, ready for intercourse, dive in. It takes women 15 to 20 minutes. So when we say foreplay is important, we're not saying that out of intimacy, I want to cuddle. We are literally trying to get our bodies ready. Because if you jump in at minute seven, I'm not ready. I'm never going to orgasm because my body isn't physically ready. So when we talk about foreplay, what we're really saying is you 
like a better terms, you gotta warm my body up. I'm not there. So by the time you jump in, we're not even ready. But what can be considered foreplay? And I'm, I'm asking this as like a very honest question. No, you know I'm, I'm glad you're asking because yeah, a lot of people like, think foreplay is just oral. Right, because I feel like you can talk to people a certain way or get like, yeah, you can But you have to know to your like partner to agree. know what is foreplay for them. Okay. So when she says, I need you to kiss me, I need you to hold me, she's telling you this is what warms my body up. Some people, it's just the talking. Some people love dirty talk. And that'll get a woman that she'll get to her. She, she probably don't even need 20 minutes. I feel like I'm Luther Vandross in the shower. So I feel like when I start <laughs> hitting those notes, it always works. That is my, I'm telling you, that is my move. You have to know what your partner's foreplay is. Okay. So it could be anything. Some, and people like, I know it's so crazy. Like women say crazy stuff and they'll be like, Oh my God, you know, when you see those little videos and then memes about like men doing the dishes and cleaning. Okay, you guys aren't married or have kids, but like when a man like oh, picks up all the, they, okay, so so you know when your wife be like, ooh, you look sexy handling a baby, she really means that. Yo, real talk, Jeremy, you ever had that happen? Like you have two kids, like has your wife ever said you look sexy because you're handling a, like your boy and your girl? Uh, only in Cabo. <laughs> And we're drinking all. Plenty of drink. It was an open bar, actually. No, see, that's even that deep. When I, a I woman comes in from um, happy hour, she she started herself in a car. I think we we had a we had a hand raised out out in the studio. Oh. You wanted to do that? Yeah, okay. real real quick. Yeah, I have, just I have a mic that we can turn off this week. All I'll say is just bring it back, which is, which is really really easy. But but, but the hands been up. I just wanted to take a moment to agree with you concerning sometimes it's the outward things that you do that can turn your partner on. You know, sometimes it could be the fact that, you know, in one instance, someone was sick and the fact that you drove from from Maryland to New York and from New York back to Maryland the same day just to simply make sure that person was okay and you get back and that love shown is representative of okay i'm ready absolutely <laughs> you know, so there, there are other ways of, of foreplay that can get your partner to that point and it's all you're gonna about send this clip to your wife aren't you she ain't even gonna see your face and here's your voice i get you i i like the move i respect it no 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 no. using my podcast to do your thing i'm i'm very but happy for you truth. agree agree and you know we can talk about love languages but love languages are real when you can speak what your your partner needs and wants I mean, it, it will outdo any foreplay that you think is there, you know, and that's where we get off. We speak to and do to each other in a love language that we want. And that sets us up so bad. Um, a lot of the very first thing I have couples do in sex therapy is I ask them what their love language is. And then I ask them what they think their partner's love language is. Nobody ever gets it right. He's like, oh, she's all about gifts. She's all about gifts. And she's like, no, I'm about quality time. So you've been spending G's on her. When you ain't have to. Yeah, you, they want that too. At, but when it comes to what do I speak to more? Sure. Like, we we all have a thing. Right. I, I'll never I'm take never that away. I'm never turning down a bag. Yeah, that's my shoes, point. Like, you're not talking to I want a, what was it? I want a Gucci, like, diaper bag. So I get it. Like, you prefer the quality time, but you want what you want. It's like, Absolutely, we all have a thing. Because I, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you know, love languages can shift. They can change or whatever. But you have to speak into theirs. But that shows to their foreplay, to their intimacy of what they want. Because if you think you coming home with a Gucci bag because you you trying to get some, but she like, dog, I asked you to go to the grocery store. What you think is about to happen? 
I'm going to order these on Amazon Fresh, <laughs> and we're going to do what we do. But here's a real question for you, right? Like, I want to reverse this, because a lot of times, like, we address these certainly from, like, the, win- the lens of men not performing or understanding things to do this for, like, mm-hmm. their women. What happens when that's on the other side? Because I know tons of men who aren't necessarily happy in, like, their relationships thing. in terms of sex. They're not communicating. They're not telling them what they want, or they're too aggressive with it. So what, well, what I if found... you're too passive with it, right? Like, and, yeah. I, and, I, and again, I'm asking this as a question because, like, it's a difficult subject for everyone involved. A lot of times, like, and we it look at it specifically from the like per- the women's lens. How do you have difficulty speaking to a person that you're intimate with? I got one for you. Do you know if like, and this isn't personalized. Have any of your friends ever told you that like men fake orgasms with them? Absolutely. And again, as somebody that's done something like that, where I'm like, hey, I'm just over this shit. Like, I want it to be over. Yes. I'm gonna fake this. I understand that. But then I'm not talking to my partner about like why I felt the need to why do that. Why not? Women have egos too that are just as fragile as men. And a so lot of times we don't discuss that. you would rather keep having trash sex? Absolutely not. I'm just not having sex with this person ever again. That's like, what we I'm can, saying. I can move on. Was, like, that person, was you even in a relationship with that person? No. Oh, it was casual. Okay, so that's, casual. that's a little so that different. Makes, that makes a difference. Yeah. Because you don't care whether you do it again. I care because I'm not trying to be like a hoe. But, like, I'm calling myself, I'm not. Right, you don't care fuck, whether right. you do it again. Exactly. You just said this, this, you're not going to do it with them yeah. again. Yeah, so that don't mean we can't care. still be cool. Like, I'm going to see you walking down the street. I still want to be able to say you're hi. You might even call them the next day. But that don't mean you're going to have sex with them again. Nah, facts. But they, they you get one shot. You get one See, but that's not okay. Because the first time you're intimate with a person, you do not know them. You, you don't, don't know their body. You don't know what they like. Most of the time, unless, I mean, some people just have that energy. But most of the time, it's not the best. Yeah, but you can't say one shot, though, because... Right, because most women will give you, like, two or three. We'll be like, okay. Like, I'm suppose, not giving them more than one. Like, but, but that's it, what I'm saying. We got, like, like my thing. Suppose you come in drunk. Anything can happen. You want to be judged upon, uh, upon mm-hmm. that one time? I'm cool with that. I mean, so, so that's the problem, though. But that's the problem, that too many people think like that. Because what happens is, whether you're a man or you're a woman, and I'm with you, you're with them, and you fake it, in my head, so if a man fakes it with me, but he sound convincing, I think I'm the shit. I'm walking Agreed. around like, Agreed. oh, I can get anybody off. Oh, he shorty came in 10 minutes. Like, you're speaking now. Not only are you speaking to my ego, but you, you, I have this disillusion now. I have this grandiose idea that I'm amazing in bed. So if 10 people, I'm not saying that I'm sleeping with 10 people, but if 10 people are faking it with me, I have no idea that I'm not okay, that I'm not doing, that I'm not listening, so that I'll I'm give not you an communicating. Example. Yeah, I'll give you an example. And I will pluck this out of like random life history, right? I remember doing something once with a young lady and her specifically telling me like, yeah, like I know what you like. Nah, you don't. Like, then we don't. why didn't you say that? Because again, like I've t- actually spoke up and said different things like, nah, this isn't really it. He, he didn't dislike it. <laughs> it's the difference between like like love and you're like eh, I can take it or leave it. Like a, a, a great sextician That's true, but that's part of the problem too. Like it's cool, but is it gonna is that gonna ultimately make me happy if that was my life? And the answer was no. And if this is like a person that I know is very like strong willed, they're not really changing for something. Do I want to like commit myself to that for the rest of my life? But was that a girlfriend or, or another casual? That was partner? a girlfriend. Okay. I had to know what was up and like be like, nah, this ain't it. This ain't gonna work. Okay. Yeah, that shut everybody down. Like, y'all think I'm out here just like giving? Th- no, like this was somebody I was really into. We were together. Nah, that our sex life sucked. I mean, and that's 
Honestly, and again, we were talking about the it. two biggest things that people get divorced over are finances and sex. Nah, that's real shit. I've real had shit. women tell me the craziest things. I've had men tell me the craziest things. Women have come to me and said, you know, I got married. You know, every, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I saved myself. I wasn't out there in the streets. When I got with my husband, I thought, okay, now it's time. I get to be freaky. I get to do all this stuff. And he told me, no, you're my wife. We don't do that. Can I say, like, honestly, that that's the biggest bunch of bullshit ever? Like, oh, we know this. I'm not saying, like, again, like, I'm not telling people to, like, be more promiscuous than your, your faith or, like, maybe your personality allows. No one is ever going to tell you, no, like, I can't, like, date you or be with you because you had sex with X number of people. Like, as much as we like to shame people, nah, all of these same women that we shame always have husbands. Hold on. Multiple hold on, dudes. Hold on. Hold on. They, they ain't my wife. Playing. They might not they, be your wife, but, like, but is it, like, and no disrespect to you, could you be in the same room with some of these women? Like, the way that we knock down somebody like a Britney Renner or, like, a Corinne Stephan Superhead, we still can't get at these women, oh, even though we, like, put them down, like, here, for whatever reason. We can't get to them. So, like, a lot of times we put these, like, levels on women and, like, eh, it kind of is what it is. Like, whatever you did before me doesn't count. That's my personal to, belief. To some extent. Um, I mean, when you when we start dealing with cultural and religious things, it is a huge uh, issue. Sure. If you're, if you're like, yeah, if you're a practice matter. kid, like, I get but it. But you're right. There, there, are there are a lot of times that it does not matter. But it matters when she hears you and your friends talking about it or you hear her and her friends talking about it. That stops the conversation. Because now I feel like I can't be honest with you because I just heard you dog her out. And damn, that was me and my girls when we was 20. Like, it, it does something to you. Like, you feel like you can't be honest with someone when you already hear them talking about somebody or something like this. So if I say, you know, depending on what your fetish or what your kink is, you know, we all laughed at R. Kelly and the whole peeing thing. But if that is your thing, you're not telling nobody now. Because everyone laughed at R. Kelly, Right. So how do you come into a relationship knowing that your person died laughing, thought it was stupid, said, ooh, they smell, all this other stuff, and now you're sitting there like, damn, that's the one thing that gets me off, and I can't even say nothing to you about it. Because you're ashamed of that part. Exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. But I mean, like, I think I personally hate that we do that, like, specifically to women in a way that we don't demand, right? Absolutely. Like, like it's like, yo, you'll hear things like, you can't make a hoe into a housewife. Maybe not, but she can move away and she'll make a hole into a home, like, real quick. Like, it's a ton of people to find different areas, find a nice guy, and then they're happy. Like, you can't worry about something that somebody did before you. Well, like, I mean, you it, should, it should go both ways. It's always been like, if a woman has got a lot of body, she's a hoe. If a, if a dude got done a whole lot, he gets praised. Yeah, he's the man. I mean? Like, he's, he's that dude. Man, you know, and I don't think it should be like that. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, we all have passed... You know what I mean? So, but it, it stops us from being honest, and that's what it does. Um, I think more women, we kind of are ups, uh, 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 accepting the fact that we are allowed to be more freer, but it stops a lot of women from really talking about what they want, what they need. What, what was uh, the woman who was fifty and had her had the threesome that she was like for my fiftieth birthday? Oh, you're talking about from uh, AJ Johnson yes. from uh, House Party? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. dogged her, Shireen. They dogged her out. Shrang. But why? Because if you're 25 and you a dude and had a threesome, the whole world revolves around you. Everybody is like, Dad, okay, happy birthday. Because but she was 50. That's because most guys don't consider that a, a threesome. It's See, just, that's the problem. It's, it's the whole train. That thing. is, but that's not. But that's not. I'm not touching that. <laughs> but, that but it's you, a but, you don't right, have no, that's the like, point. That's but why is communication different between a man and a woman? Because you had two women. 
and a man, and that's a threesome. But two men and a woman is a train. It's the same. Dude, do the math. It's, it's the same thing. I think the difference in, like, I'm just devil's advocate, right? Like, the difference in, at least from my opinion, typically speaking, like, if you're having a threesome, everyone is participating with each other. I don't think that the men are participating with each other you in a train. You don't know that. You'd be real surprised. Swords do cross. Yeah, you, you don't cross the swords ever. Don't cross like, the swords. But you'd be it's not so, how I get down. So, in your language, that doesn't happen. In your communication of a threesome with guys, it doesn't happen. But in somebody else's language and communication of a threesome, it does happen. That's true. And I support that. Just to be open and honest. I support everybody. So that's part of what right. their definitions are. So See? All right. what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I let him rock. That's what I said. I got you, He's parks on the board, it. real nigga in the booth. Um Angel, please tell people how to find you as we sort of wrap this up. Oh, okay. Um, you can find me at skinfolktherapy.com. Um, it is actually my blog, but you um, can contact me on that. I've actually been doing group therapy groups with, uh, group therapy, sex therapy groups with women for the last like four months. They've been absolutely amazing. It just is a space where um, women of color, mostly black and brown women, are allowed to come and have that free space and really explore and talk and get that comfort. Um, we have everyone from people who are married, single, divorced, that are really just trying to find their sexuality. This was not a topic that we were allowed to talk about as kids or even as teenagers. We could not go to our parents, our aunts, our aunt, grandparents and say, talk to me about sex. But in the same breath, these aunts and grandparents are saying, don't lose your husband because you're not doing this in bed. It's kind of a contradiction, you know? You're not teaching me anything, but you expect me to be this porn star, right? Um, so I have groups once a month that allow women to come in and really just talk about it, get educated on it. The first thing I do is educate women on their bodies because as much as men don't know women's bodies, neither do women. I want to make so many jokes and I know that I can't, <laughs> right? Like, one, I want to say I think that you're doing the people's work and not for like random reasons, but honestly, I think that a lot of times, people need to sort of understand what they don't know. Like knowledge Absolutely. is key, right? Like, and so understanding yourself is the first step to doing a lot of things better. Um, I wish more people had a space that they thought that they felt safe enough to kind of do that, even if that's within therapy or a friend or somebody else. Like I can call Darren with the most random of shit <laughs> and he will always listen. He might laugh, but I know it comes from like the heart and yeah. it's cool, like we can have that. I don't know if everybody has that, right? And like, especially like with women, women feel judged a lot of times. Like, absolutely. I if would, I do the most, like, I don't think my like my homeboy is gonna judge me, right? I mean, and it, it comes down to communication with your with your girlfriends as well. But um, just to let everybody know, this group it's it's a free group. It's just something that I do to give us a safe space. Um, I was really scared when I first did it. I was like, oh my god, nobody's gonna join. I was like begging for 10 people. I ended up getting about 60 people in my first group. Wow. And this is women from all over the country. I mean, they I wish were I had the really... <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, it was, it's really a need for this. You know, we, um, we don't have our spaces. And then when we are part of it, we become like this exotic fetish. You know, when a black woman or a brown woman steps into the world of kink or fetish or sex, we become a fetish because we're not the normal person they see. So this is their safe space. So when you're ready to do this on like a bigger scale, we have a space here at the dojo that you could come in and host this. And I'm not kidding. Shameless plug for my homie. Yeah. You're welcome. I would love to. So yeah, that's skin folk therapy. We would love it too. <laughs> oh, you can find me on um, Instagram and Facebook at skin folk therapy. Um, and of course, skinfolktherapy.com. Thank you so much. <laughs>
Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back in this week's episode. Hey, George Clooney, cut the check, please. Um, this is our branding opportunity where we try different brands to get them to give us some sponsorship money. Something that we do. Uh, no, no, real I'm, quick. Yes. Real quick. Uh, like rate the bottle. Uh, I would give Casamigos Reposado like a seven. I don't think it's all that great. Okay. 65 bucks. I could take it or leave it. Great. Yeah. I'm more of a Don Julio guy. Let, let's really push break. for that check, right? Yeah. Take it or leave it. He said it's all right. I mean, if you gave me the check, like now it's a 10. <laughs> I have it in everything, right? Yeah. If I'm it's drinking it for cut free, the cut the check. I was going to say, if I'm drinking it for free, everything's cool. All right, so uh, got my man Greg here. Uh, one of the few people that I consider my OG. He's an amazing guy. You've heard him on an episode before. Now you're getting a chance to see the actual face that's behind the voice. But uh, whenever it comes to certainly money matters and different things that are going on with the market, you're one of the few people that I like speaking to. Uh, I don't want to say like you play around, but like your other job is a day trader, right? Yes, sir. So Netflix lost what? 30% of their stock share last week. Yes, sir. And while we can certainly look at it in, from like a number of technical reasons, I want to talk about like specifically a company that a lot to me seems like they were in the position that Blockbuster was in. A company that tried to acquire them 20 some years ago and didn't pay enough attention to the way that the, the changing environment sort of like impacted them did they really like screw this all up like are they about to like not be a thing in like let's say like the next four or five years because the way that they're heading if you drop your share price in, like by 20 percent pretty soon like the board's gonna want to call in and do something else call for the ceo so like what are their next steps like what do you think about their situation so i think uh, that's a good question i think a large part of the issue with netflix was um, the no ads so the ceo ceo many years ago came out and said we're not doing subscription with ads. Never, never, never. And what, what happened is they're losing subscriptions. They're losing subscribers. You know, they had an increase in subscriptions, you know, when the pandemic first happened. Yeah, it was nothing to watch. This is why Netflix hit over $700 a share. But since then, as the world opened up and as you had all of these other, you know, companies providing streaming services, people were moving money to go elsewhere to go into cheaper versions like hbo max they have a version for 9.99 whereas you can get this subscription but you're going to see an ad or two netflix ceo said we're not doing that we're not going to ads and they keep losing subscribers so in turn they're losing money they're losing overall revenue and it's causing the the, the stock to, to go down so um, the ceo in his recent call in in his earnings call he said, well, I won't never say never. Yeah, now they've so changed the, yeah, they, they they're, changed the they're tone. They're starting to change the tone a bit. So I'm intrigued to see if Netflix now say, okay, let's look at the model. Let's see what hasn't worked in the last few quarters. And let's go to an approach where we do add a version where it's, you know, you can pay less with ads. And we'll see what, what comes of that. But I got one for you, right? Okay. So we think of Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. They were really the first to do this. Mm -hmm. They had access to everybody's catalog. So before people knew that they had a catalog that was worth something, they were the people that first went to you and said, hey, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to have Martin, to have friends, mm -hmm. have all of these shows on for a limited time. The same thing that HBO essentially did on cable, but Netflix did this from a streaming platform. Mm -hmm. Now one of their biggest problems is that everyone is a player in the game. Everyone wants to pull their own content back in while also creating new content. Now, 
while I look at like Netflix and I say like, okay, like I get it. Like the no ads thing is cool. I don't look at them as like a regular person. We need multiple streams of income. I don't know if I want that for my streaming service. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm assuming that they sell like the actual, um, data from like our viewing habits that probably provides a lot if they're gonna do ads that would be another additional revenue yeah. plus like actually paying like the subscription fee like mine is like 19.99 right now mm -hmm. when i first started netflix and i'm gonna date myself it was like seven dollars yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah i pay for the extra plan with like the hd like mm -hmm. or the 4k feeds mm -hmm. i can't tell the difference and i got a great tv mm -hmm. but that's neither here nor mm -hmm. there but my point is more like is this gonna become the norm where we see a bunch of companies like Facebook was a thing. MySpace before that was a thing. The people who tend to be industry leaders fall off because they don't know how to like adapt and become something different. Right now, Instagram is no longer the biggest like social media platform anymore. I would say like the engagement side is TikTok. People are more into the performative arts and stuff. Yep. So what would be the next thing or what's the thing that we should probably watch for? Because again, like you, I like HBO Max. Mm -hmm. I think Disney Plus does some cool stuff mm -hmm. with what they're doing. Like all of these other companies are innovating in a way. And personally, I think where Netflix went wrong, you can't release an entire season of something on one day and expect that to have retention because you can't keep releasing hot shows every week. Yes. I that's agree. my, yeah, I mean, hot that, take. That's what makes someone like stars so great because you watch it in a power series you're going to get one episode a week and it you're intrigued by it so you come back by midnight to see the next episode um, so so i agree it, it the competition is heavy you know and that's with anything in life right once the co competition comes in it's like what are you going to do next to to become the company that's better we look at facebook and now they're trying this metaverse thing you know trying to jump in on that to see if this is going to be the next best thing well they already did the next best thing they took somebody else's ideas and then they integrate them into their platform yeah like facebook was like all right instagram we know that tiktok is a thing we're gonna make reels reels yeah yes you know facebook has always just stolen the next idea and integrated it into their platform because they have a large user base yes so like a company like Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what can they do to potentially stave off what seems to be inevitable? Because one of two things is going to happen with a bunch of these companies. Either they're going to combine because they're going to be some sort of acquisition or they're going out of business. Mm -hmm. No other way. Unless you're already backed by one of the big players. Right. Like, HBO is cool because they got Time Warner behind their back. Mm -hmm. Disney has the mouse. Like, Netflix just has Netflix. Mm -hmm. So, like, who's going to continue to fund them and put money into them unless they come, like I say, combined with, like, what? Paramount Plus, like the Disney stuff, like it's too many different services. We've essentially got cable, like for like streaming services, the way that we thought that we wanted it back in the day. Like, yo, I only want to pay for what I want. Yeah, like, I don't want all these channels. Yeah, yeah. But real quick, so, so you said that you had the the subscription that had all the HD channels and everything like this, right? Yes. So like nineteen ninety nine package. So what Netflix is saying, right, is that in over a decade they had a net subscriber loss once, and it was this year. This year. This year, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to implement a different level of service. So, like your service doesn't change at all. It's not like they're putting net, they're not putting ads on your service. They're making a tier of programming that would be available with service. I think my bigger problem is the amount of pay increases that I've paid over, like let's say roughly like a three-year period. Okay. So, like when I first started with again like the 4K service, I want to say it might have been 13 or 14 dollars, and that's roughly two or three years ago. Now 19. Yeah. So, like again, you keep raising prices but what am i seeing in like a qualifying service that gives me like more bang for my buck eventually we got to start talking about that like right i can't have every streaming service because of course like 
I'm not infinitely rich. Like, I'm already paying Apple because I got an iPhone. I'm paying Amazon because I got Amazon Prime. I'm paying Netflix. Now I'm paying HBO because I like like all of the HBO stuff and I don't want that as part of my cable bill. Mm -hmm. Which is the first one that's gonna go? And honestly, right now it's looking like Netflix is up. Yeah, and, and I think it's a lot of investors, they're intrigued to see what happens next. Because if you're, if you're following the market or following the company, anytime they mention something with a price hike, their stock goes up. Facts. Instantaneous, you get a, get a, get a, a green candle that could be you know twenty thirty dollars you know from the standpoint of that came out with news that for an investor it looks like oh they're paying more which means more, more revenue which in turn the stock price it drives the stock price up a bit. Uh, I just think what was going on if you even look at what happened with Roku pre 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 COVID. Versus when COVID came, Roku stock went up the roof. Everybody got a bounce. To, to right. now, it's down, and now it has a competition. I don't think Roku would ever be the same or be where it is, where it was, you know, during during the pandemic. But is that a problem with capitalism? And I think that leads into a larger discussion. Like, we could talk this like stuff, because my man Greg doesn't curse. But, like, truthfully speaking, right, like, there's this notion that we always have to have growth. Year after year, if I'm not making more money or taking more of your subscribers and making them my subscribers, I am unsuccessful as a company. Mm -hmm. How do you do that in an environment now where there is a ton of different options for you to do, right? Like, you can go and watch a game. You can be outside again in a way that you couldn't when the pandemic started. So while certainly, like, we recognize this as people, you can't tell me that the people who are, like, paid to know things didn't realize, hey, you know what? After the pandemic starts waning or we stop caring about it because we're still in a pandemic stop like things are going to change we're going to lose people because they're going to have more options to do yeah and it feels like a lot of times like people are stupid enough to be like nah growth is always going to happen that's crazy to me it is but it is but it isn't because if you looked at look at the data right and like like you mentioned our data our results have shown even through our bad moments, we've never had this issue for a decade. The problem, a, 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 another, a bigger problem with, with Netflix and every, you know, you name the insert the ticker, insert the company dealt with, they're dealing with the whole federal and inflation rates, right? So that is having a huge impact on the different companies and shares this year, this since since the new year, because the, the threat of inflation rates going up, the threat of uh, recession in the future. So you're gonna see companies being negatively impact, impacted. The key is you're always intrigued to see what they're gonna do next. And when you look at a company like Netflix, who like, who's shown that they can elevate their game to the next level, as an investor, I want to see what they have next. So I won't say that they can't and won't be able to continue to succeed. I'm going to keep it a buck. I, I don't believe. see what happens. As an investor, do you look at this as a time to buy Netflix because, because their stock's dropping? It's down 40%, right? Yes. Many people will look at it as an opportunity to buy. Others won't. It all depends on what type of investor you are. I am not a, a, a long-term investor. You know, I'm, I'm looking, if I'm going to do long-term investments, I'm looking for the next Amazon when it was $7 a share. You know, I'm not going to jump into anything that's already 200, 300, sure. 400, 2,800. I'm, you know? I'm more like So you. you're more so looking from a long-term investment. Is Neo? Is Neo the next company, you know, to take on Tesla? Well, let me get Neo now while it's under $30 to see if it, if it get to 900. You know, and that's just trying to find the next great thing as we speak of 
that's gonna move forward, you know. But something like Netflix, I probably wouldn't. But I option trade it almost every day, you know, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it so up. You can make money up or down, you know, in option trade. Netflix fumbled the bag, in my opinion, and like they messed it up for a bunch of different reasons. But the main one being, if your whole thing now is gonna be pushing like lower cost like television and still maximizing the return that you can get from your subscriber base, that's gonna be a failing solution. They're not coming out with any more seasons of like stuff that we watch like Ozark or any of these big budget shows. Yeah. The get down was $200 million for a one season show that like you'll never get that in Netflix anymore. Now they're like, hey, you know what? What's that like reality TV series that got like all of the internet talking? That's the kind of thing that they do. Yeah. It's cheap to make. We know we'll get some return on investment on it. But is that worth my $20 a month? I say no. no. You're, you're probably right. But there's a but the thing is, it's what's your new target audience? Right? There's a target audience for, for, for every company. Dana may not be targeting you. You know, just like TikTok, it began with targeting the younger generation. So they may come out with these shows targeting a population that they have analyzed that see could be a huge, make them a huge success and say, you know what, you, you're gonna have to leave, just leave. Yeah, but the problem is I'm the one that's paying for the subscription. Yeah, and but, once they like break that down, yeah, and I see where you're, you know exactly where I'm going. Parents pay the subscription. I'm not a parent, but like old people pay for this. My kid's not gonna pay for to watch that. They're gonna find some free way to do it. You know what I'm saying? It'd like be on your account and be out of the household and then be forced to pay a lower subscription rate so that they have a positive net subscriber rate. Like, I, I think six months from now we look at this and we're talking about Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. All of this probably has to do with them coming out saying they're about to stop all the password and you know the password sharing yeah and all that because now everybody's in a frenzy like all right i gave it to my homie and now he can't use it and now this person can't use it and now everybody looking you know crazy and scattered it'll be interesting that's why i say a lot of things i'm a wait and see approach okay it, it this happened now the ceo's changing his tone so let's see what the execution is you know so as an investor i'm more so on the sideline if i if i'm and you'll hear a lot of people who'll say you know, like Ackman, he lost 400 million. You know, he was buy, buy, buy in the last quarter. And when it made this drop, he wrote a letter and said, I decided to sell my shares, you know, but I'm out. you can see it as a potential buying opportunity. But you just have to see what happens with the, with, within the future. And if they, like, I think a company like Netflix, you would give the benefit of the doubt. That's why it's still part of fame. They didn't drop it in yet, <laughs> you know? So, so I, I Right. So like I anecdotally that I they just, don't give out that they don't give out. But I just look at it from like my 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 account in particular. Right. Like my brother, my sister-in-law, my wife's best friend, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, all on the account. Mm -hmm. All of them, once they get kicked off the account, will go and pay for their own account and they'll go and pay for the twenty dollars. Right. So like that's it's like six new accounts from one account. No, it's true. Like so. The, so I think like six months from now, like there's a question of how many people walk away. And there's a question of like how well you can do to invest in like a series that's 200 million that makes people go nuts and be like, I can never walk away. I need to watch this and I need Stranger Things 4. So do we talk about the people who also do this, that sort of like cycle on and off of stuff? Like okay. there's certainly people where, hey, Game of Thrones is on right now. So I'm going to pay for the HBO subscription. Mm -hmm. Once that's done, I'm out. I'm out. Like, that's a thing. So I think the assumption is that, like, yo, we're going to get 12 months of this person. You're probably going to get, like, four or five, like, out of the average person. Some people are set it and forget it. Other people don't necessarily do that. But, but, but isn't it up to, to whatever, the, uh, whatever the company is to continuously make those shows that you want to see? Like, all right, power's off, right? Everybody wanted to see power again. 
you gotta have something coming right after power whether it's another you know type of power you know one of uh, but stars type. doesn't that's what i'm saying I, that's I, why 50's like talking reckless on like online the way he is he's like yo let me buy y'all out of this right like I, he knows what he has and so like i think people waiting for is like p valley or something Eh, it's not the same. It's not the yeah, same. They, but they took too long. I don't know if you watch P Valley. They took too long to come they back. They did, but to have something two. to say. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to cancel my subscription just because. Nah, not on. I'll come back when they come on TV. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't have enough content for me to like keep paying this. I don't know, twelve ninety nine a month. Like there's tons of people that feel that way. So maybe you never know. Netflix may say, okay, you got to commit to a year. It's possible. They may just say, okay, we, we're noticing the cycling going on. So if you want to keep with this streaming service, or, you got to commit for a year. You can't just say with stars month to month, you know, no, you're going to have to pay $9.99 for the whole year. So I got, I got a thing for you. Everybody in this room, I, and this might date us. You remember when they used to send you like 10 CDs in the mail for like a dollar? Like we all were like suckers enough to think that that was a thing? Right. Like if they really want to hit that, yo, you really taking it back to the 90s, bro. Like don't try to lock me in with like some BS about like just how you're trying to make money. Make good content or make smarter decisions. Ultimately, they're in this position because they were stupid. Like wasn't me. Like you want to have this like continuous growth, which is impossible. Like eventually you're going to reach a cap. You can only get but so much money because there are only so many people. Netflix is probably closer to that than they realize. And now they're on the way down. And I'm not saying that it'll drop like, you know, crazy. But how many more people want to watch TV? Yeah, it's, it, again, you know, there's, there's this take and there's that take. No, I give the you question that. is, how many more of this do you have of that? How many more people, you know, from a global standpoint, you know, how many gl people globally are going to have your, your take on things? Versus the ones who will have a take of, you know what? Because I do like my few shows that I watch on a Netflix I'm because I enjoy them. Sure. I'm going to pay this full full year. Like, for example, and then a lot changes. I don't really watch this stuff on Disney Plus, but but kids enjoy watching, you know, Encanto and everything else. So I'm paying subscriptions. Yeah, but you're paying for peace. Like, it's a different. Yeah, like, but, you're paying but, for something. But there, there like, are your people, kids have a thing. There are people out there who may look at this and say... Oh my goodness, my grandmother loves this show and she's alone. So I need to make sure she has this subscription for the next year because it's going to make her happy. It's going to make her feel at peace. I, I think you'll you'll find a population out there. So they're going to find their target audience. The wild thing I think is like a lot of these and again, I just look at it from like the time that it's been available. Like there there's a whole generation of kids that are going to get kicked off their parents' accounts mm -hmm. that grew up with Netflix being like a standard for them, where like TV was not a standard for them. So I think even we look at it from this like this vague standpoint that like we're like, "Oh, we we consume our content in all these different places, right?" And TV is a mainstay of that place. I think for a lot of these kids that are going to have to make a decision of where they want to spend their dollars, if if you don't have a choice, you have to spend it somewhere. No, nah, that's real. So. That's real. Um, I'm gonna spin this a little bit. Okay. Uh, Twitter, like this is sort of like very new and a thing. Fresh. I am yeah. I am a black Twitter person. Like I follow all the like the cool sort of black like um accounts that tweet different things. How do you feel about Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and potentially taking it private? Well, that's his plan. He's got financing for that. How do you think see things changing? What does that mean? Because from a I guess like a black person perspective. I got a lot to say about it, but like, obviously I want to let you rock first. So 
I think from a a person who is investing in Twitter. Okay. I'm, I'm not speaking of because I personally do not use Twitter. You know, I I have a Twitter account just so I can see articles that are posted. You know, and get a few. You know, I do follow a few traders, but I I am not active on Twitter. It's just it's not my thing. But from someone investing in it, you have to look at. You know, it's sort of like you you like Jay Z, and Jay Z has set a blueprint for anything that comes from Jay Z. So it may not even be the best product, but you're gonna because you trust Jay Z and you followed him. Jay Z come out with a pair of sneakers, you probably buy them. Jay Z comes out with some champagne, you probably gonna you know. To be get, totally get, fair, get I did not buy the S Dot Carters. Okay. I wanted to lean forward into the camera and say that <laughs> Reebok did not get my money. I have bought a bottle of Ace of Spades. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not buy a bottle, like a pair of S.Dot Carters. Yeah. I don't know a single person that got that. But if anybody has like the actual 444 vinyl, let me get that because I've been looking for that. <laughs> looking that at yeah, you but, know what I'm saying? But, like, I'm, a, I'm a whole fan. <laughs> I just think, so I, I made that point uh, because Elon Musk, through his Tesla, has created such a following. He tweeted one thing about Doge, and Doge went from 0. .00005 a share to 67 cent. Made money for a lot of people simply because of a tweet with Doge. But where's Dogecoin right now? But I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like when you're in, when you're in, that's just an example of totally. Like he has, he has his, power. Yeah, power. he's got power. So, but it's all like manufactured. Like we look at him as like one of the richest people in the in the world currently, yes. right? Mm -hmm. All of his money is speculative. The fact that is that he literally couldn't go out and finance buying, you know, Twitter on his own. He needed banks to give him real money and to leverage some of his stock from Tesla because again, it's all a facade. Like we've assigned this value to Tesla like, yo, it's going to be the biggest company ever. It ain't even that yet, but we keep giving it this value. Don't, don't worry, the U.S. will give him some money to throw another rocket into the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. Right? Because, again, right. we didn't want to pay NASA. Yeah, I could go down yeah. that rabbit hole, too. Right. But, but, but I think that, that's really interesting. Or, no, right? Because like, you're talking about someone who's controlling like, one of the major platforms of information communication. Then you're also talking about a guy who says, I have the ability to beam information down to you from space. Right? Like, that, that's... To me, that's really interesting because like, you can put a phone in someone's hand, give them free service, and say, use Twitter, and I'm going to take all your information and make money. Yeah, because I'll sell that. I'll sell the metadata. Right. Yeah. Like I'll be a bro yeah, I'll yeah. just be a broker for that. But guess what? His followers, which is heavy, they're going to trust the Musk way. Like, anything he he tweets, they're all over it. And you know, I'm a I'm I'm real big in Discord. That is the traders platform. Sure. If you, you got Discord if you, if, you, if you if you trade, you use Discord. Yeah, right? yeah you got a group that. So when you're looking at Discord, the talk of him purchasing the talk of him purchasing twitter that that is all that was spoken about through the discord everyone spoke about this purchase so what happens the stock was going up any at the thought of him making the purchase twitter would go up then we didn't hear about it it went down news came out he was going to purchase it go up then it go down twitter halted today they stopped trading the stock because the news was pending on his purchase of Twitter. So now that 
we believe that in a few, like I said, like three to six months, it would, the deal would close. Investors, for me, because of who he is, Tesla, they haven't done much, but they did a stock split, and they're going to do another one <laughs> because it's Tesla, and he has a following. So he made so much money off of it where they're not doing anything that's really so new and innovative than what they really had, but it's because people love that name. So they buy, they buy, they buy, they push, they push, they push. So for me, he's just one of those individuals where people trust if he has his name on it, if he's tied to it, it's gonna move the stocks. I hear you on that part. I'm looking at it from like the black like perspective. Okay, right? let's talk about it. One, this shows me that like we absolutely need something of our own. And like, I'm gonna just like flat out say that, right? Like we need a platform that's specifically like managed by a black person that has black people's interest in it because Twitter is one of the few platforms that we have where people can sort of speak freely, mm -hmm. get out certain information. And it's been at the forefront of a ton of movements. And I'm not even just gonna talk about black people. Arab Spring happened on Twitter. A bunch of these platforms are like the reason why we have like revolutions in different ways. What happens now when you have a single person that's now controlling all of that? That's not necessarily like beholden to anything. At least with Twitter, like as a publicly traded company, it was stuff they couldn't do. Certain policies they had to like abide by. The fact that we got Donald Trump the fuck out of like Twitter, that tells you something. That was for the public good. You want to tell me that Elon Musk is going to be like, you know what? I like the Donald. I'm going to put you back on. And you see where that got us over the last few years? Like, bro, like we don't need that. Well, he is. I mean, at the end of the yeah, day, Yeah, like we is. know that's going to happen. He is. And because he thinks that Twitter wasn't a completely free speech platform. So he's like, we're going to get rid of these regulations so you can say what you want. At the end of the day, every individual can make a choice like me. And that is to not be a part of it. You know, not so I think you're going to have from a from a black Twitter standpoint, we're going to have to find someone to create a platform that's going to be for us. Because if you don't like it, like the Elon Musk of this world, they don't care if the average Joe or what we call the retailers support what they're doing. Not because they, they have such a, a huge following. It's like, all right, be out. I'm not worried about them next. Because I know whatever I touch has been successful for whatever it is that comes of it. So you're right. I think we're going to have to identify what this next platform is going to be if we can't abide by the rules. You know how they always say, if I'm in charge, you got to play, play, play by, by my, my rules. Yeah, it's right? my game now. So it's, it's, he was able to acquire the necessary funding to purchase it. The game is rigged, bro. That, but that's part well, we, of my problem. We, we know, we, yeah, we the know game that. Is absolutely we, we know, we, we definitely know that. You know, I probably owe more taxes than they do. Because <laughs> I was going to say, know, is there but... a Black Lives Matter if Twitter doesn't exist? Like straight up, when Mike Brown was a thing, and you see these people going to these different places and these people who got popular because of social platforms specifically like Twitter, because it wasn't Instagram that people got popular like this. We know who D. Ray McKesson is because of like Twitter. No, I, like, no, I agree. a lot of these I people agree. got popular because of that, because it's not about like what you look like or what you're showing me. What are you talking about? What are you saying? So what's the next thing that allows us to get this social message out? And that is what I'm deathly afraid of for people. Like, so, yeah, I can still talk my like mess on anything. Like I, I got my group chats, say whatever I want, but it's not always about that. It's like, what's the bigger picture? How do we affect the culture? I can't do that if I don't have something that's like tapped in and gives me a voice. Like, yeah, I can make a reel on Instagram, but again, 
you get way more retweets if you say something crazy or you say something that's yeah. like hitting on Twitter than you'll ever get from Instagram. So lives longer too. So this is this may be where I'm, I can admit that I may be a bit naive, but I've always been a let me wait and see what happens. You know, so I, I've been one to give benefit of the doubts, right? So again, now that this is going to happen, you know, I need to observe to see what impact it will have on black Twitter or other social means of getting information out before I start thinking, looking negatively about it. However, I do think that maybe we need to plan for it and have another way or come up with another option, another means to get information out just in case it does not come out as as we desire, you know, but just the same way you said, like the way the kids say it is that part. Yeah, but it's hard. I'll be honest with you. The the, the biggest challenge, right? And this is me being 100% real with everyone is being able to separate yourself from being an investor versus being life practical. It's real tough. Me personally, I'll give you a prime example. When this company called DWAC came out, right? DWAC was Trump's social media platform, right? Being a trader, I knew that it was going to explode. But the more, more my morals wouldn't allow you to wouldn't allow me hear this to play and get in on DWAC. Now let's let me let me keep it real with you. DWAC went from like nine dollars a share to a hundred and eighty-seven dollars a share. I saw it at nine. I could have bought a thousand shares, right? I could have bought five thousand shares, but my own said i couldn't do this now here's the real question and i'm gonna lean into the mic for this how much is it worth right now now i know that you're in it for very short term you're not here right what is the, the say i'm here for a good time not a long time that's you for like stock trading but it ain't worth nothing now no, no it's back down, it's back down to 30 36 it's down but when you have people who are trading for those these purposes sure so sometimes you'll have those people from a moral standpoint to say you know what now that elon is t- has taken over twitter I can't, I'm not purchasing, putting money into Twitter anymore. I'm not using Twitter anymore because the guy behind it, I don't care for. I don't appreciate. I can't be down with it. But then you're going to have individuals like, you know what? I love him. So I'm going to join and I'm going to get my family to join and I'm going to get, you know, so it really is a balance. And I think it comes down to, you know, your personal feel or approach to the person behind the company. You know, okay. how, how, how you look at that person. You know, there's things that I just won't do because my morals are in line up with the vision of the, the person behind it. Uh, I'll say this, right? Um, I completely understand that feeling. And I w- rub my eyes as I think about what matters most to me, right? Like, money is power. Where I spend my dollars is super important to me. Where I like, you know, spend the majority of my time, again, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to try to do things that reflect my own sort of values. I only usually buy companies from a long-term hold standpoint that I like have some sort of investment in, mm-hmm. right? Like that's me. 
in terms of all of this stuff like it is what it is i really legitimately feel like black people need to figure out some sort of way to get their own and not just black people just people that want to have a voice like because it's going to change when it's all like controlled by one person like capitalism reigns supreme um i'm gonna end things here uh og always thank you Yo, um, thank you man first segment i want to thank my man darren want to thank dr angel please again go to her at skinfolk.com i will put a link in the description for that my man job shot on the camera and behind the mic thank you we are at the dojo studios i end every episode saying the same thing ball players on a rap rappers on a ball my name is Darrell of the Real world and hopefully we'll see you guys in two weeks we out peace peace